little sad music by the band Keen. Gave in to the raininess, didn't you? Mm. I just realized you have three drinks today. That's sad. Yeah, that's sad too. I wonder why it's so much. (laughs) Welcome to this, or welcome back, I should say, to the 65th installment of the Lost Dial on allnoiseradio.com. Check us out on all our outlets and all that. Send us messages. You have the number. I forget the number. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, I was going to say 1-800. No. 1-860-342-8423. Just Call right. us. Uh, leave us some voicemail so we play it on the show. Um, and email us, too. You can do that. Lostdial at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the Lost Dial uh, and Facebook.com backslash DLD crew. Um, also, if you want to check out another very interesting podcast I'm promoting for the next, for forever, <laughs> for the next couple of for the next couple of years, uh, the Porchcast, um, uh, a production of, um, Aaron LaFon, um, featuring, uh, the talents of my brother, Andrew DuPaul and, uh, Amosy Jones. Check that out. It's available on iTunes. I have clips today of the show, the podcast I like to promote. Mm. So I can play that today. Do it. All right. Get the board mm. back. This is... Um, coffee breaks and six and sixes, eights. <laughs> Eight awaits and coffee <laughs> breaks. <laughs> it was close. It was close. You almost got it. Um, by uh, Ariel Cherie and um, Shells. That's, that's really all I know them as. I, Which I, I must say, I've never, uh, never, never indulged in this before. So this yeah. is going to be a treat for me. Yeah, I picked out a, a two-minute clip here, even though their last podcast was an hour and a half. Um, they're out of where? They're out of uh, New York. I don't want to say exactly which one. Uh, I want to say it's either Queens or Brooklyn. I feel like they're just going to get mad at me if I one of the boroughs. One of the boroughs. It's very, it's very important what borough yeah. you're from in New York. You don't just say, yeah, "I'm from the city." <laughs> yeah, you're just, from a borough. Just like me, they they have a strong Twitter pre- uh, Twitter presence. So, um, yeah, follow them on Twitter because they're 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 fun people. These are the people. Like I know we have some people that are like hip hop fans, mm. and they they kind of want to come on our show to talk about their music, even though we're just pretty much all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, these, the things that they talk about is between hip hop music, things that are going on in, in maybe the hip hop community, but also reality TV or just TV in general. Right. Uh, they, they're kind of like us. They just talk about everything. Yeah. Yeah. But here's, here's two minutes, um, of them. I had already picked it out. Uh, they're talking about, um, Oh, we'll just, we'll just get do, you, do they use profane language? They do. This is why I picked these two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Sophia Vergara and, um, I think the diff like they're I think they're both sexy. You said one is sexy than the other, but I think they're just a different kind of sexy. Like Salma Hayek is smoldering sexy. This is our she's like, if we would compare them again, it would be like she's like the Liv Taylor. She's sexy too, and, and then Sophia Vergara is the whole sexy. No, nah, I don't think they're the same kind of sexy. I was I would say Sophia's like spicy. Oh sexy. It's more hoish. Like her titties I mean, is always out. Actually, Salma, out. I was about so. to say same thing, but see, it depends. It's, I, I would say more so is because Salma Hayek hair is just black, and Sophia Vergara got this red, fiery hair, and then uh, you know, she got the white people features, pointy ass nose. She's hot. But I just hate Salma Hayek is another one. She likes to play like she's not a white woman in movies. Mmm. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I think I want to you disagree don't speak with English. that. I don't know. I don't know. That's J Lo. So I can't stand J Lo. She never wants to be Spanish. Like she's always you, been Italian now. Uh, Italian. I was like um, J Lo. 
you want us to believe that you Jenny from the block and you love the six train. Every movie that you in, first of all, you want to marry a white man. Not only that, you want to play a white woman. What was that? The wedding planner? Yeah, that was what she was That's the one that sticks in my brain the most. And in, in, uh, yeah, that's it. That's the one that sticks in my head. Though. Oh, in Enough. What was she in Enough? No. Uh, no. She wasn't, she wasn't nothing. They didn't she focus wasn't, she on wasn't She was married to a white nothing. man in that. Was. Or she was against, she was going she up against the no white family. man she was married to. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, she doesn't go home oh, and, and visit. Just like in Monster in She was Spanish in that movie, but she, she was, was an orphan. orphan. She was an orphan. But they definitely kept us a spicy Latina. That's what they call her. You have a spicy Latina. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they, they are very fun people oh i love it already that's great mm. so they, they have a great show that's also on, on uh itunes 808s and coffee breaks they actually that's actually their website too 808s and 808 808s and coffee breaks.com because they they also um blog so they write about stuff that they actually talk about on the show very very good point though with some of these uh some of these people oh they make in excellent Hollywood. points I that mean, uh that's excellent um this is from ex- episode eight uh take your vagina to school um because in this episode singer brian mcknight wants to show us ladies how to how our vagina works uh omarion gets signed to mmg uh cameron byron has a problem with uh Nas' new song daughters basketball wives petition and movie avengers destined to be a big hit um which that little segment there that they talked about the avengers um shell's kind of surprised me and i know she she's got some um some geek, some geek credi- yeah, some geek credibility because she broke down the whole like Avengers, the ones that weren't in the movie, like Ant Man and um the Wasp, and knew about the you know back from the forties. I mean, comic book stuff. So I was surprised. Hmm. I'm like, oh wow, she yeah okay. And um, they also about talked about thinking like a, or think like a man, and um, also featured some music from one of their friends, uh, DJ Fly Mommy. Uh, she's got a new mixtape, so. I mean, right in the middle of the podcast, that's when they feature the music. But I had listened to that last week, so I commented to them about Salma Hayek and Sofia Vergara and said that don't make me choose because I like them both. And they both are pretty, they can be pretty funny because uh, Salma Hayek had a, had a stint on um, 30 Rock where, you know, she used right. her, her uh, sultry sexiness to woo Jack. And, uh, yeah. What kills me, though, and I brought this up before, but with someone like J-Lo, mm-hmm. who is supposed to be so representative of where she's from. The Latin community. In the Bronx, South Bronx, whatever. Oh, yeah. um, they couldn't even shoot that stupid Fiat commercial that she was in oh, yeah, in New York. Before, it was all yeah. done in L.A. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I just, I would, I would spend the extra buck because they have it. Mm-hmm. To, to go back to New York and actually if you're gonna if you're gonna do a commercial like and the whole idea of the commercial other than selling fiats is to be true to your roots mm-hmm. and I think go back to New York and do it don't and you her know, block come would on. respect her more if she did it as well too but oh well she's well she's you know number one in the Forbes celebrity list right now so I guess she can do whatever she wants I guess <sighs> I don't know but I, I understand what you're saying I've I've been um I mean, the whole idea she's driving around her old neighborhood, which is in an, it's just in L.A. It's being shot in L.A., but it's supposed to be her old neighborhood in, in the South Bronx. And, like, you know, watching the kids running through the open fire hydrant, and it's all in slow-mo, and it's supposed to be, you know, like, nostalgic. And, oh, these streets are, are, are amazing, and they're so inspirational, and this is how I became who I am. 
find come to find out mm, wasn't even in yeah they shot it all in LA <clears throat> I started out as a as a J Lo fan but by when they were talking about the movie enough that's kind of when I said you know I actually have I've had enough her. yeah because yeah. I mean she was everywhere she was doing music um, TV well not TV but movies. I mean, it's she's great got for own, her and everything. She's but. got her own lines of what clothing and perfume and yeah, this it was and just, that. It was just too much. I couldn't take anymore. I'm like, I'm done, and I kind of haven't gone back since. I mean, good for her that she's you know getting on back back on the top and everything. As for <laughs> Sofia Vergara, she's got like I don't know three, four endorsement deals right now. Yeah, like Pepsi. Um, but I like her, so I don't really care. Because um, what they started out talking about, um, 808s and coffee breaks, they were talking about. Um, the commercials that they did uh, for Burger King, all the people that were doing bur- that are doing Burger King commercials from Steven Tyler and Salma Hayek is doing one too, right? Yeah, she did one. Um, That's why she was. Yeah. And uh, Mary J. Blige, which I've never seen, and I, I think I went to go look for it, but they pulled it off the internet already. It's some, so I know I know someone has it somewhere, but I want to see it because they went and talked about it and what, what they it just didn't make it. They pulled it off because they found it offensive. Um, I'm talking about. Like, Burger King and, and network people and whatever. Found the one that they did with Mary J. Blige offensive? Yeah, because I guess she was singing about chicken, as if <laughs> I guess they think maybe all black people love chicken so much that they got to sing about it. Oh. So. Really? I think so. That's that's what I heard. I never got to actually Shucking see it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I didn't get to see it, but um, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I hear. Um, and, and you don't want black people embrace those stereotypes because they are the best they are incredible <laughs> i mean i i wish i wish white stereotypes were as funny and amusing and just just awesome mm. like the black stereotypes i you know i like i don't know i embrace it like you know like like jewish stereotypes like they're um they're funny they're great i mean it almost makes you want to be jewish it almost makes you want to <laughs> be black they just embrace them, uh, you know. I mean, I know stereotypes are stereotypes, but you know, embrace those things. Yeah, I have a white friend who feels that she has maybe, I guess, a black soul because of a. Well, you know what? She doesn't because she's. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that she does because she makes up for it with like. Like uh, she was a black person in her li- in her last life. Um, I don't know, but she she embraces a lot of black culture, maybe uh, music. Anyway, that's that's one of the one of the things I, I feel that kind of gives her some cred. And I have another friend who likes to take away my black card once in a while. Or she used to. Yeah, she yeah, used yeah. to do that. Cause. Well, I used to embrace uh, black culture until a black kid stole my car. And then it was all <laughs> over. <laughs> and I'm like, why did it have to be a black kid? No, I'm just yeah. kidding. I, I just, that, that's another thing. And the stereotypes, they're, they're, it's amazing. Like, I don't look back on that, on that time and be like, you know, be like, ugh. You know, I'm like. That's funny. I like black. I it's like, funny. I like fried chicken, but not because I'm black. It's because it tastes good. You know what? People like chicken. Everybody likes. It. I don't. I, I. I would love. You know. And and chickens. I don't good. like KFC though. I hate it. No, it's gross. Yeah. How many? How many people don't? I mean, who doesn't like chicken? Uh, vegetarians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I had you there, but that's because I know a few of them, and one of them, you know, a black vegetarian, and like first time I met that person, like. Really? You mean no chicken? And I don't know. It was just shocking at first, but they're out there. So I saw, and this is your favorite station, CNN. Um, some guy, you know how they have those magic, magic um, screens. The I want one all over the place. Oh, you know, I want one. and he was doing one, and he and it was like I was almost he, he was he was almost so hyped up about this thing that I was wondering if he was actually 
nervous or nervous for the the white sector of the population. I don't know. But it was a whole thing about how this last year and the year before um, percentages of, um, of births, births mm-hmm. in the United States, um, it was actually there were more uh, Latino or, yeah, Latino percentage of the population, there were more births in the Latino section than there was in the white section. Mm. Even though the majority of the United States is still predominantly, it's still, it's still white, but they're, you know, with the trend that they're watching and he was throwing up all the, all the oh, different all charts and everything mm-hmm. and like, you know, how it's going to be projected for the next 10 years and how that's going to start lowering um, the, you know, the majority percentage of white people in this country with the amount of birds that are going up from year to year, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I was wondering because it was a white guy and he was a, and he was doing this thing, this <laughs> report. And it just like, he was, he was very energetic about it, but not like, I was just wondering why, uh, like, what was, was so excited? what was, what was he, what was he so excited about? Was he like, <laughs> was it like a nervous, excited? Like he wasn't, you know, like, like smiling, but he was just very upbeat doing this whole thing. Maybe he was just trying to get through it. So, it and it's like, you know, obviously I would say the majority of people watching CNN are white. And I mean, like, was he doing it to get people amped up? Or maybe he's just trying to rush through it before he might accidentally <clears throat> say something or, Maybe the people, the viewers might start calling in like, what are you talking about the Latina people? I don't know. If, if, I, if, I didn't see it, but I mean, I heard something like this. If white people are that nervous in this country about no longer being the majority of the population, mm-hmm. take a step back and realize that you're living on planet Earth and you are actually the minority overall. Mm-hmm. So just, sure. you know, I mean, get over it. I mean, I know some people are worried about these these stupid things with, you know, actually the amount of people and I mean, you know, we, we have a. Uh, a huge Latin, uh, Latin. I don't like saying that. Let, Hispanic. Let, let, Hispanic. That's what I want to use. Hispanic majority. Uh, there's a there's a good chunk of um, Hispanics living in the United States, whether they're legal citizens or not. But they've actually shown that you know since the recession has taken its toll, not many people are crossing the border from Mexico anymore. It's actually a reverse thing. People who have come here illegally, worked, and saved their money are now taking this opportunity to jump back across the border with the money that they've made before mm. they actually lose it or stupidly put it in a bank or invest mm. it or whatever. But um, I don't know. The, the, I, I would say overall, uh, em, embrace your stereotypes and white people just take a step back and, <laughs> like I said, remember. <laughs> remember. <laughs> you... <laughs> remember um the other thing i had on here uh this has nothing to do with anything that we were talking about i just wanted to get in here before i forgot uh the 36 best things are wait no what's the actual title of this the 36 absolute best things in the world just want to see if you agree with some of these okay i agree with like i think the first half of them um best things in the world yeah um and i was like because i saw the headline i'm like what could this possibly be about so open it up, and um, number one, and it doesn't really matter the order, except for the last one. Um, peeling the plastic off of something you just bought. <laughs> and I, well, there's, there's pictures that go along with it. Um, that doesn't, no, that doesn't do it for me, so I'd have to disagree with that one. <laughs> okay. Peeling the glue off the back of a gift card. Uh, peeling <laughs> the glue off the back of a gift card. Uh, dangling a cool metal chain over your hand and slowly lowering it down so it collects in your palm. Oh yeah, I, I mean like these that. are yeah, these are things. Watching that, the chain, right? Uh, you know, especially if it's very small, yeah, it just turns into a little pile of chain. 
And I don't know, these things just got me like, oh, wow, that's true. I really enjoy doing that. That is like the best thing. And this one I definitely agree with. Hmm. I'd never get to do it because I just feel it's just not uh, hygienic. Um, dipping your hand into a deep bag of uncooked rice. Huh. Like all the grains of rice and everything. Mm. Or beans. Huh. Um, having a full tank of gas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, waking up in the middle of the night and realizing it's way earlier than you think. It happens all the time. So, like, you, you wake up and you think you have to get up at 6, but it's only, like, maybe 2. Yeah, but I hate that because a lot of times I'm excited to get up and it's, like, 3 in the morning. <laughs> Jesus, you, how much, how much longer person? does this night? I, normally I am, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no wonder why. Yeah. Not I, really a morning person. Uh, I, enjoy, I enjoy getting up. This I love, and it's rare when it happens, but waking up rested from a nap and realizing barely any time has passed. Yeah, it's weird. I, uh, I tend to not like waking up from naps because I never mean to fall asleep for mm. them, you know, and it just bugs me because I'm like, oh, God. And uh, I don't know. After a nap, I never feel rejuvenated. It's rare that when I do. It's like it's got to be the perfect time. It's, I have to get up at like as soon as I'm if I'm rejuvenated, I got to get up because if I don't, I'll sleep longer. And I hate lately. I hate taking naps because it messes up my whole yeah. time thing. Like I can't get to sleep when I'm supposed right. to. Right. But again, who I just always have this gross feeling when I wake up from a nap because I'm just like, I feel like I've been I've been cheated by nature. Like I didn't <laughs> want to fall asleep on the couch, but it happened. It happened. And, and, and there were things that I could have been doing, and I just get this awful feeling. Just like, feel wrong now I got to catch up and dirty and just oh, everything's mm-hmm. messed up. But um, just want to again, Ariel, she's the champion of naps. Um, I, that's how I think of her now because we had this discussion once before, and it's like, oh, I love taking naps, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. So, but, uh, yeah. Some people just love to sleep. I, I went through phases with that where I'd, I'd like rather sleeping sleep too. But, yeah, like like you, just, I just feel like there's things I should be doing. This, sleeping is not one of them right now. I should be do, being more productive. Um, wrapping a freshly dried blanket around you. Uh, that's kind of appropriate just right after the nap. This one I can't relate to, but winning on eBay. I've never done anything on eBay before. No, I never have either. Um, <laughs> this one I also can't quite relate to because... Showering for the first time after a haircut, so my hair doesn't really That's like a cut. chore. Is it? Hmm. Uh, right, I mean, yeah, I mean. This one I, I kind of agree with. Tearing out a piece of perforated paper perfectly. Wow, that's hard to say out loud. Perforated, perforated paper perfectly? Tearing out a piece of perforated paper Piece of perforated, perfectly. piece of paper, per, piece of perforated paper perfectly. Yeah, wow. That was fun. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this one, I don't, I don't really... It's not the absolute best thing. Uh, using a new toothbrush for the first time. Mm. It's kind of eh for me. No, see, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a hard brusher, so like a new toothbrush hurts my gums because I'm way too aggressive. I need a toothbrush that's broken in, so I hate new toothbrushes. <laughs> I'm like against every single one of these things, actually. So None of these really, you know... Well, a couple of them, like the full tank of gas and... Yeah, but earlier. but I'm also currently living in Connecticut, so after a full tank of gas, I'm not Oh, that, you're, you're I'm, upset. I'm like, I'm happy that it's done, but I'm not happy because it cost me $80 to, right. to, to, to put a quarter of a tank in. Right. I Yeah, that yeah. I, can, I, I can understand. You were... You, I don't know how often you wear glasses, but this is one for people who wear glasses. Mm. Putting on your glasses right after you clean them, and they have a little cartoon, and you know it's all dirty. But then these are for the people that like love life so much <laughs> that the stupidest, stupidest things make them but it's, joyful. It's good to appreciate the little things. I, I, I'm, I'm in, I'm in a total agreement with that. But none of these things really. All of these things seem like okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> when a, when a vending machine accepts your dollar on the first try. 
Maybe, yeah. I mean, you buy a soda every time you're here. Does it work every single time the first time? Yeah, that's that. Only, the only thing that bugs me about that vending machine, normally it takes the worst-looking bills, for me anyway, mm-hmm. but they're normally out of Mountain Dew. Or not Mountain Dew, uh, Dr. Pepper. Mm. I'm like, do they just not put as much Dr. Pepper in because they don't think they're going to sell as much? Because it's like Dr. Pepper's always out. Like mm. They have two things for Pepsi, and or maybe those are everybody, never out. Maybe everybody everybody drink, does. Yeah, everybody must Dr. be Pepper. drinking Dr. Pepper. I don't, know. I don't drink it, so it's not me. Uh, putting on a new pair of socks, that one I agree with because I love new socks. I like new shoes. Those you got to break in. Well, it depends on the shoe. Mm. Yeah, it depends on the shoe. Taking off your socks right before bed, right before getting into bed, it depends if it's cold. <laughs> if it's cold, I'm not going to do it because it's cold. Um, getting a Facebook bingo. That's when you have a new friend request, a message, and um, I guess a notification. Oh, sorry. yeah. All three of the things are lit up. Yeah, that, that happens on occasion. Free samples. That happens for me because I never go on Facebook. Oh, yeah. So I've got like quadruple bingo. <laughs> <laughs> you got the jackpot. <sighs> um, free samples. It's number 19. Um, hey, what's his face got married? That's, I, I, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's on my list. Yeah. Uh, Zuckerberg got married uh, to his girlfriend of almost almost a decade. So maybe there's some inaccuracies in the social network. Yeah, because he... Looking back for that friend request. See if, uh, yeah. But good for him. Um, sleeping with your pet. I can't relate to that because I don't have one. <laughs> Sorry. I have to cry about sleeping that. Sleeping with your pet. I, I miss having a dog. I mean, when I had my dog, I'd end up pushing her off the bed anyway. But um, when the dentist says you have no cavities, eh, I don't know what that's like. Uh, the feeling in your stomach when you go over... Go over and down a big hill. It's not the best thing. It's just. It's, just it's like that roller coaster feeling. If you hit the hill hard, just, if you if you hit the top of the hill fast enough. When a stranger stops the elevator for you, it's just awkward. Have you ever Have you ever been on a magnetic hill before? They're actual optical illusions, but they call them magnetic hills. What What is that? It's like when you there, there's certain hills you know about. I don't know of any around here, but you drive like you're going like you're descending on a hill mm-hmm. and you stop halfway in the middle and your car actually rolls backwards up the hill. But those are actual optical illusions because you're actually not going down. You're oh, okay, actually, yeah. You're the, it's really, it looks like you're going down, but you're actually going up. And as you stop, it still feels like... They yeah, call them just... magnetic hills. Those are pretty neat. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I know exactly, I know a hill that I can try that on. Mm. I don't think I should, but I, I know of a hill I can do that. Hmm. Yeah, so that gave me some thought. Um, this one I agree with. Uh, when the lights go down right before the start of a concert or maybe a movie. Yeah, that's cool. I do like that that feeling. Uh, seeing pictures of your parents when they were younger, not the best thing. It's awesome, but maybe not the best. Uh, finding a parking meter with time left on it, I don't really. Oh, I, j- I, I, I do backflips when I have <laughs> 26 you? minutes still left in them. <laughs> <laughs> the last time that happened, there was only two minutes left, so like, what good is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing a movie in an empty theater, that is a nice feeling. Really? Yeah. Not for you? No, I'd prefer that there's other people in there. It depends on the movie. It depends. Like, if it's, like, for example, if I do see Men in Black this weekend, midnight showing, I prefer there to be a lot of people there. A movie theater, I would prefer there to be a lot of people. A grocery store, I would love it if there was not a single, but that just never happens. Have you ever walked into a grocery store and there's nobody in there? Yes. Really? Yeah. Uh, there's a stop and shop in Wallingford. This 24 hours. Oh, uh, so, yeah. Well, that's if you want to go in grocery shopping at 
three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I have a craving. I need my ice cream or something. So mm-hmm. I just go in there and, um, because I like I I'm I'm not like I'm not not like anti crowds. I do I I do get very uneasy with crowds in a supermarket because people just aren't paying attention. They're just standing around. They stop right in the middle of that. But I'll say you're talking to someone who worked at Walmart for like three years. Yeah, so I know exactly. It's bull what you crap. Mean. I hate that. This one I agree with. Achieving the perfect milk to cereal ratio. Um, <laughs> wearing shorts for the first time of the season. Um, that was actually Sunday for me. Um. Finding out you have a mutual friend with someone you just met. Why? Oh, this one I love. Uh, watching your milk mix into your coffee. I love that it looks like exploding. I mm. love it. Um, <laughs> the brief moment you drive under a bridge on a rainy day. That one's kind of blah to me. Um, this one used to be when I used to go eating at fast food places. Finding a curly fry in your order of regular fries. <laughs> Sometimes it would be an onion ring, but... Um, the moment when you walk into a building with AC and the wave of cool air hits you for the first time. Yeah. It's good on a hot day. Yeah, on a, on a real hot day. This one I don't get, but they just use some cartoon. Getting a high five from an ice cream cone. I don't know. What? Yeah, I don't know. Getting a high five from an ice cream cone? Yep, and there's, there's a cartoon picture of someone getting a high five. I don't get is it. Is that like when the ice cream cone is so good you just like high five nothing? <laughs> You're like, this is great. I'd rather high five a million angels. I'm eating ice cream all by myself. High five. I'd rather pull a, a Liz Lemon and high fiving a million angels. Yeah. So. yeah. The last one <laughs> the last one is pushing a tape into a VCR. Which Um that's a little outdated. But. It is, and that's what they said. Unfortunately you'll probably never push a tape into a VCR ever again. So and then I have a little sad face. But that is the sixteenth. My uh, the, the new the new best feeling is just pressing the play button on the screen of your new gadget. Yeah, and hoping it works, I guess. But mm. uh yeah, I think I think out of my favorite the one is the uh, putting my hands on the rice. I've just, never done that. No, it's almost like the same as sand, but sand is not. Sand I like is, fresh play-doh. Not that I play with play-doh that often anymore, but. And then peeling the plastic off of things, I like doing that too. Mm. But yeah, that's thirty-six best things in the world. I'll post that on Facebook because that has pictures that go along with it. I think for uh, for next week or <laughs> for the next show, I'm going to write up my own 36 best things in the world, <laughs> and you'll find that they're quite different. <laughs> oh boy, uh, we probably should do that for the Saturday show then. Yeah, um, probably would be better. But I oh, could I? Uh... That's on the Facebook poll. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, um, that's not on the Facebook poll. There is a Facebook poll. That question we asked before about samurai versus um, ninja. That uh, go on Facebook. We have a poll about that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I got one vote already, so it was uh, one for Samurai. Mm. I still haven't picked, but <laughs> what did I say, Ninja? I think you said Ninja. Yeah, yeah. just because. Yeah, just because. Um, so yeah, I guess we could vote to be right back. Yeah, episode sixty-five, Lost Dial, AllNoseRadio.com.
welcome back. Got a little bit left to say on episode 65. Lost Dial on NoiseRadio.com. Rate us and comment and <clears throat> give us stars and whatnot on iTunes if you haven't already. Uh, that helps us. We like those stars. We do. Makes us feel all warm and gushy inside. You know that uh, thing I was trying to do on... Uh, <laughs> I tried sending the... Uh, uh, the Porchcast. I tried sending the Porchcast a uh, little oh, yeah. review, and it what never happened? came up. It finally came up. Oh. I thought it was going to come up like 25 times because I sent it 25 times. Yeah, but, I was thinking that was going to happen too. Uh, but yeah, no, it only came up once. I was. I do have another podcast to recommend to you. Uh, what is I'm not going to play it. I don't have any clips ready. But um, Duty Calls is what it's called. Duty as in like as in, D-U-T-Y or? As in poop. And it's and it's all about um, oh yeah, poo stories. It's it's hilarious. Um, each episode I've listened to because I started listening to it when I took my trip to Florida, um, and I only had like two episodes to listen to. But I mean, each episode had they have um, people in in the entertainment. So it's not like necessarily like famous people, but they're they're people that if you look for them, you know, you'll find them like comedians. Um, some of them actually are actors in TV shows. And it tells stories about, you know, maybe the worst times that they've had um, where maybe they maybe had an, a very bad accident, either as a kid or even as a grown grown adult. And For life's bleachable moments. <laughs> <laughs> but it's absolutely hilarious. If you have a sick humor like I would say both of us do, yeah. um, check it out. Or even if you just have an appreciation for poop, um, check it out because it's hilarious. Um, Go for it. Each episode is about a half an hour long. I, I'm I'm secure enough to say that poop makes me a little uncomfortable in a way. Like, I think it's we, like I, I know we're just we're we're just um you know a collection of cells and uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know I just you know I uh, something about it just the fact that we do it even sometimes when I sit down to do it I just feel a little weird I almost feel like I'm on stage. <laughs> you know I'm all by myself, dude. So something about about um defecating is just it's just weird in a way. I do find it funny, like most people do. Um, but I also find it a little strange. Even though it's one of the most it is it's, it's some it's something thing. it's definitely one of those things we all have in common. We all have to, you know, get rid of the waste. <laughs> but um uh, you know, I didn't watch, uh, I didn't watch Mad Men this week. Did you? No. Or you didn't? Oh. Um, I did not get a chance. And I forgot again to actually even get ready for that, but. But I did download, uh, have you ever heard of the Mad World podcast? No. Let me guess the podcast talking about Mad Men? Yes. Mm. And, um, I have not listened to it yet. I downloaded the one from, what episode? Tea Leaves. Just to ch- check it out. But see their picture? Hmm. That's kind of cool, huh? Yeah. It's two guys like uh, like Don Draper in the uh, introduction sitting in chairs. Do you normally listen to it like though? Like I've never listened to it. No. Oh, okay. That's what I. Uh, but like I, I downloaded this one just for the heck of it, and I haven't gotten to it yet. Uh, so I have. Because uh, I still have a number of podcasts on mine that I haven't listened to. Like the one I was telling you about with uh, Alec Baldwin. He has a podcast. And I still haven't listened to that yet. Um. And there's just a handful because I, I like to listen to podcasts and just you know just see what everybody else is out there doing, what they're talking about. Um, another one I mentioned a lot is my brother, my brother and me. Yeah. Um, they answer questions or advice show for the modern era. Um, 
I don't call them competitions. I say it's more like a, I don't know, com not comrades, colleagues. That's the word. I'll tell you, and I forget the name of it because I don't have them on here anymore because this is the new thing. Um, the I listen to the people that do the podcast, the main pod, podcast of uh, the, the recap of each Breaking Bad. I forget what they call it. Hmm. Breaking something, maybe. I don't know. There are uh, actually a lot of podcasts that do that, though, like uh, podcasts based around shows. Because mm. um, I know Fringe has one. I never listened to them before, but follow them on Twitter. So, I mean, because, you know, they had... Um, <clears throat> oh, what is his name? Now I'm going to forget it. You sound like you already did. <laughs> I did. Uh, the creator of uh, Breaking Bad, Vince Gilligan. Vince mm. Gilligan. They'd have him... He would participate a lot on this podcast as well as um brian cranston would every now and again so it was cool uh and they don't like to give out too too much information the, the people actually you know these people who do the podcast they want they they're they're just drooling for every little bit of information oh, and of course the creators of the show it's funny how they like tiptoe around certain things that I mean, they don't to, want with, yeah with shows like that you want to keep it secret until... yeah after the fact. I mean, they'll go into some detail about how they did certain things or why this was the way it was, but, you know, especially the creators, the writer, or the, you know, the executive producers, they're really good at tiptoeing. I wonder if they take a class for that. <laughs> for, like, once you become big and famous and your show does really well, this is a class that'll help you to, uh, in an interview. Some people aren't good at that. No, they're not. I've, they're, never, they're been, not... I've never, never been very good at, at tiptoeing around, you know, certain... I, I have. Um, I've, I've learned it from school, what to say and what not to say. So if I, if I know that if I say a certain thing, it's only going to make that person like want to ask, well, what does that mean? And either I can just, you know, get ice cold. I'm like, I can't say. Or I can just avoid that altogether and just, as you're saying, tiptoe around it in, entirely. Like, you know. Like only, only the handful of jerks are like, no, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> the other people are, are real good about, you know, being polite about it and being like, duh, 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 I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> well, you know, this is why. Duh, duh, you know. Or you can do what like a lot of comedians do. They just uh, go into left field and just throw you off and tell you a complete lie. <laughs> and I was like, I thought, you know, the guy was going to get hit with a billy club. And really, he just got... You know, ran over by a truck. So. This is their uh, practicing for a future in politics, by the way, because politicians are the best at dodging mm. uh, direct questions that uh, yeah, should be directly answered, but they do a great job of either spinning it or completely uh, diverting the uh, the the uh, interview into something else. The art of misdirection. That's right. what it is. Right. Which. It's a craft. It's a skill. What is it? The liars and the, the lies and the liars that tell them or something you wrote one time? Al Franken. He wrote a book like that. Oh. Oh, you're saying, oh, yeah, one of the titles. I Yeah. <laughs> Was that Al Franken who said I, that? I think something? he had a book. Oh. The lies and the, and the lying liars, liars that, that, the, yeah. that tell them or something yeah. like that. He wrote a book or something like that. That was, uh, yeah, but I had a title that had something like that, too. Um Lying, it's a hard thing to bring up with your kids. <clears throat> about lying? Um, or about, you know, just not saying certain things with um, around certain people, you know. Mm -hmm. Kids just say be creative. everything and anything. Um, and it's difficult. I find myself having a hard time with Michaela, my seven-year-old daughter, explaining, you know, 
what what scenarios or or what uh you know yeah what scenarios are okay to bring something up in front of what types of people and you know things mm-hmm. you know cuz sometimes and especially you know when i see her interacting with her little friends like some of them you know she'll say something not meaning to be mean but that kid might be embarrassed by that and would be upset even though you know she wasn't trying to be mean she just like said something that she probably shouldn't have said because that other little kid you know that's you know so it was hard to teach candor to a child right it's i find it a little a little difficult because you know i mean even as an adult um sometimes it's difficult and because some adults don't even do it they just have no filter they're just like i'm saying what i gotta say and i'm i don't care who hears it and filters are very important but i think you know and i think this is you know six seven years old is is the best time to try and instill uh some uh some of that in a child but it's it's tough i'll have to i gotta say it's tough yeah my niece is three and she likes to almost she's very friendly even to complete strangers so she'll tell people uh that she put her panties on today i guess all by herself so i'm like Okay, I didn't need to know that, and I'm just afraid that you might tell someone who really doesn't need to know that, mm. or doesn't want to know that, doesn't even know who you are. But. The creepy guy that stands on the other side of the fence at recess. <laughs> don't run up to him and t- say anything about your panties. Please don't. But that you know that's something that she's learning, and you know I see uh, my sister and brother-in-law teaching you know not what to say, and lately she's been talking about um, Dora or oh, what's the bad guy uh saying yeah, boots. saying boots, boots is a monster and that boots killed dora so that's the last the most recent thing that i've heard that they've been displaying did that about. happen did they finally kill dora off <laughs> <laughs> not 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 to tori's ears she's still alive so but as for me i don't care what happens to her um i'm talking about dora yeah i'm i'm so, I'm so glad that phase went is gone now <sighs> i've i haven't yeah, the interactive shows and a lot of thing, a lot of shows do it, and I think Dora, the Dora show, was the first one to do it. To like, you know, the kid, you know, do you see where the triangles are? Pause. Pause. And the kids, like, you know, <laughs> are supposed to like they're it's supposed to interact with the show. Pause. Oh yeah, there they are. Well, and then, but some of them, I think, they actually have like kids a sec, a few seconds later. Kind of say, yeah, it's over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. A lot of shows do that now, and it just kills me because uh, I don't know. That's time wasted. Well, okay, in in my eyes, but it's it's educational. It kind of is because you know the majority of kids out there are just staring blankly at the screen. <laughs> they're not. They're not that. Some of them are. They're not energized. That that energized by what's going on. It's a show made for someone like my niece who does like to talk to the TV. So, and she'll try to gather people around to watch it with her and sometimes maybe not she'll watch it by herself unless dora's like do you see boots sneaking around in the shadows with a knife (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah she has a very active imagination not dora tori but that's oh that's she's she's a handful and it's something that i've been saying uh for the past few weeks now uh child deterrent one day i would like to have children but i see other little kids and i'm like this makes me not want to have kids yeah I mean, there's good things about them, but there's things that I'm like, I'm not ready for this right now. You have to be willing to, um, you have to be willing to do things that you just don't want to do, but you want, you, you, you want to do them for the kids. Right. And that is a hard thing with, you know, especially 
younger people that are still, you know, becoming their own. Like they have a kid too early. It's like, you know, you're still caught up in yourself, you know. Mm -hmm. You don't know what it's like. I mean, some people are born to just cater to others. And I'd say more women are than men. Definitely more women just have that maternal instinct and they just want to take care of people. Yeah. Um, for guys, and that's why you know a lot of father, you know early fathers run off because they want not nothing to do that. with it, you know. And it's and I, and I mean, yeah, I guess you, you can blame them a little, but at the same time, I think if you're in that same age category, maybe even a lot of older people run away too. But I don't know. I mean, I guess I can I can see why they do it, even though it's not right. Mm. But I can see why they do it because you know they just they still haven't even you know, lived their lives yet. And they don't want to put that on hold to take care of a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, women are much better about that. They, um, they it's just like ha- they're almost, I don't want to say they're forced to, cause there is nothing stopping them from dropping them off at like a, right. an adoption agency or something. But I don't know. You, you, you just, you have to be willing to put someone ahead of yourself. Yeah. You have to be able to love somebody more than you love yourself. And even for the people who hate themselves, they're still kind of caught up in themselves. And, you know, you do have to, uh, you know, play stupid little games that you're like, God, I don't want to do this. But <laughs> they want, it makes them happy, so mm-hmm. you do it. It's, and you do uh, what it takes to, because you love them. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Good job. Good job. You can speak from experience. I can just mm. speak from watching. But I people. sit here with this sarcastic look on my face, like I hate these stupid <laughs> games. <laughs> I'll be the first to admit it. I mean, some of them are funny. I get I get a kick out of her a lot with a lot of things. But you know, and it's and it kills me because I I do sort of remember when I was little and the the ridiculous things that I just found to be so fun to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, people, you know, in my parents or my grandparents would would partake in them, and they would humor you, right? And even though. You look back at it now, I was like, wow, that was really stupid. I'm Why like, would I keep doing yeah. that? I'm like, you know, how... Did how, it ever make you want to go back to your parents or grandparents? Like, I'm so sorry for, you know... Oh, no, I've never apologized. <laughs> Maybe I should. I'm sorry for putting you through that. Nah. I mean, I've asked, I think either my parents or my sister, um, like, was that really... Was I an, an, an annoying... Was I this bad? Because I, I watch all my other, like, nieces and nephews. Like, was, was that ever that bad? I'm sorry. If I was, if I gave you so much trouble or especially if you're a really eccentric child, yeah, it's uh, and your parents just don't know. Uh, they're not they're not quite sure if maybe you have an you have a <laughs> mental issue or not. And the other the other half of it, what I just started realizing um, with all these uh, certain comedians like Bill Cosby and Sinbad, Sinbad talking about how your parents they used to be normal people until having kids drove them crazy, and just you know just. I get it. What now. it is, yeah. I get it now. So, like, my parents used to be okay people, until you know they started having these little subhumans running around and being wild and crazy. Even even being a parent myself, I'm still flabbergasted by certain people like my mother, who would, in a heartbeat, before a heartbeat, would do anything for her family Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying i wouldn't do anything for my family but with the type of uh exuberance that she puts into it like it just you know i'm just i you know i'll be the first to admit i'm i'm selfish in a lot of ways like i like certain times of the year when giving makes you feel good Mm -hmm. christmas you know birthdays but every day of the year like getting joy out of doing something for somebody else 
just doesn't happen for me. Yeah. But like, that's why I, I give my mother a lot of credit because that's just how she is. Like, and for her family, she would, you know, just do outrageous things for them. And I think that's pretty amazing that people can, you know, people have either eventually become that or they're just like that all the time. I don't mm -hmm. know. It's just, um, you know, because I talk about how people overall are bad and <laughs> da, 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 da. But there are, you know, pe cynical, people, people yeah. do some pretty amazing things that, that uh, that's the only word I can use, flabbergast me. I'm flabbergasted by it. Yes. Mothers, real mothers, like apparently from what I'm hearing, your mother and I know my mother is. Yeah. They're just... Mother's Day should be every day for people like that. I'm like, Mom, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm really hurting, I'm like, Mom, can you share that crack rock with me? And she <laughs> hands it to me immediately. I mean, it's just such a great thing. You don't thing. even have to ask because she just already knows. She knows that I need a hit off that crack rock, so she just, just hands it to me. Just a look on your face and before you even walk in the door. I'm like, here, I know you need this. I know that's why you're here. And, you know, it, that's, that, that's Mom. Can you put down that bottle of Jack and make me some dinner? <laughs> Oh jeez! Ah, I love you, mom. Kid. Yeah, um, and it's funny. Well, no, see, you never think about doing the right thing at the right time. But did we do? I did not. No, I was not here. What? The show before Mother's Day, which was a Sunday. Mm, I don't think I don't think we did anything. Yeah, that, Mother's that Day was um, yeah, we because we didn't do a show that Saturday. Uh, oh, but, you know, I was kind of surprised, like, the, the more you watch, I, I don't know, maybe it's like that every year, but this year I really noticed how everybody, you know, made a big deal about Mother's Day. I almost feel that way every, I don't, well, maybe because coming from a church background, that's like one of the big days that everybody seems to come to church. So it almost seems like a big deal. Um, but I also have that problem that I forget when holidays are. Like, I'm at, I, mm. my people had to remind me that this coming next holiday is Memorial Day, and, and it's this Monday. Yeah, Memorial Day, Memorial but Day. Even, <laughs> even, even Mother's Day, I didn't realize it was Mother's Day until mm, maybe that Friday before. So mm. I kind of forget. And then you have a, a day like Father's Day, where last year the first black president of the United States had to get on TV and say, you know what, guys, get, a, to get it together and be fathers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody has to do that the day before Mother's Day. To get it together and be mothers. <sighs> Maybe Michelle might be like, you know, cook a little better for your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Give them some raw vegetables. <clears throat> cook a little better. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, well, there are, I'm sure there are a few mothers out there that, you know, don't cook well. I'm always thinking of the aristocratic ones because they have chefs to cook for them or they just know how to make reservations. So, yeah. but whatever. Most, most of the mothers that I know are good ones. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess yeah for the most part. I've I've met some I've met some a few crappy ones, but overall I think I think we all have Overall, yeah. Like, most of them are pretty good. I don't know. <clears throat> mothers are good. The um Oh, what was I gonna say about that? Oh, I'm so unprepared today. Well so the only other news that I had written down, um I mean I wrote down the house finale, but I I don't even I'm not a fan of the show, so I don't really I watched the last episode just to see what it was about. He's um, such a curmudgeon. <laughs> he is. Um, the other big news is, like, uh, I just wrote down, Disco is dying. Oh, yeah. Very good one. Mm -hmm. ah, the uh, Just With in the past week, two... Uh, Donna Summers. Donna Summers and, and the guy from... Robin the... Gibb. Oh, that's Jesus. your phone. An actual phone call. 
I'm doing a show. Don't you know my schedule? <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. Donna Summers. I did not know that um, she was from Boston originally. Yeah, I didn't she's know that a New either. Englander. And I didn't realize how many songs. Because there's songs that she's done that I've heard them before, but I didn't know that was her. So Because they were doing all these like clips of like, oh, that's her song? Oh, that's her song too? Because, you know, they just know her for certain songs. And I can't think of the main one that always jumps to my head first um and that's one of the new playlists that i put on here because i wanted to uh listen to her a little bit more get familiar with some of her other songs but um i'm trying to pull up a playlist now. oh it's donna summer i always say summers uh, well, I, was, I think i was saying summers too yeah Probably it's good. it's it's donna summer donna summer no oh uh, boy unless she, it's she a possessive the money. saying yeah that that song she works hard for money and um can, I, can you turn that up? I'm, I'm going to oh. play it real quick. Okay. <laughs> I'm a sucker. Songs. Are you really? That's one of your... Uh... No. <laughs> it's funny, though. They, they bo- Both of them died of uh, long battles of canc- with cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What did Donna Summer have? I don't know. Hot Stuff. That's another one. Whoops. I mean, it's like that. Oh, what? what um, I messed up. Shame. Uh, let's see. Hot Stuff. You just played. She works hard for money. Um, bad girls. Oh yeah, bad girls. Mm-mm. Jesus. Uh. Yeah. She's pretty. Mm-hmm. And then and, the Bee Gees guy. I don't even know what his name is. Robin. Robin Gibbs. Hmm. Yeah, because that's always the song that I, I associate her with. Mm-hmm. Beep, beep. And that was a song that I've always heard, but I never know she did that song. I don't know if I, if I knew that anyway. Disco Diva Summer. Mm-mm. Yeah, some of her stuff, uh, there was one uh, seven-minute song of hers that they just could not play because of her heavy breathing and, what does it say here, orgasmic groans. (laughs) (laughs) So with uh, Robin Gibb passing, would that end the, because they always have that uh, celebrities dying in threes, since... um, before Donna Summer was um, from Beastie Boys. Uh, the three, well, the beat, no, because it's going to be somebody in the disco area. It has to be in, it has to be in the same kind of field. There's a, uh, there's an old disco, disco song that I, I've got um, in mind for, oh, and it's by the Bee Gees. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Um, it's a, uh, it's an old, uh, timeless classic from the 1970s and it's actually by the Bee Gees that I was going to play in, um, in my response to all these disco legends dying. So. You're going to love this.
it's an absolute tragedy. Mm. <laughs> it is. God, I, 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 I should have known that was by the Bee Gees. Tragedy by the Bee, by the Bee Gees. Um, did you ever see Saturday Night Fever, the movie? No? I'm surprised seen, in you. I mean, I've seen pieces of it. I've always wanted to. It's always been on the list. It was on TV one day, and I, I was like, oh, man, I can finally watch it. But it was at the end. So... Like I'm very surprised, surprised in you. I know. There's a bunch of movies that I you would think that I would have seen, but I haven't. But <laughs> like I tell people, even if I haven't seen it, I, I probably know a good great deal about it. Who would be who would be the third? Like, all right, the Bee Gees, Donna Summer. Who else was a legend in the disco era? The disco era? Um, oh, man. Um, I don't know, because I'm not sure I know that many disco... Maybe it's somebody from another band, like, I don't know, Sheik or something. Hmm. Um, I think that was a... Uh... I can't really think of anymore. No, I can't either. Someone will, someone will croak eventually. Uh... But even still, I think they seemed, well, at least... Well, it's because of the cancer, because I was thinking, like, wow, they're kind of young, because 60, a lot of people... Been dying lately at sixty. Yeah, usually up there around like ninety. Well, there was another musician. Um, he's like the godfather of a uh, go-go music, but I don't listen to go-go music. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to because I hear it's like really amped and fun to listen to, but I just haven't. Hmm. So I don't know. Well, we uh, we salute you all. Uh, moment of uh, moment of silence for the legends of. You're gonna disco. actually give a, a real moment yeah. this time, okay? We take our hats off for you. <laughs> Disco is, is... Disco is dead, like they say. <clears throat> but it's not something we request for the actual singers. But hey, it's part of life. We all die. So one day podcasting will be dead. The guy, I can't think of his name, but uh, Mike Myers played him in Studio 54. The guy who opened Studio 54 and he actually went to jail for... Uh... I can't think of his name either. Yeah. I, I think he's still alive, though. <laughs> But he he really he really brought together the uh, um, the hierarchy of uh, the disco era into this sex drug and disco fueled place in Manhattan mm. where little little grannies did angel dust and <laughs> died on the dance floor. Oh, those are good <sighs> images to to, mm. to sign off on. But uh, yeah, uh, we. Thank you for listening. Yeah, this was a, a wonderful, wonderful episode, <laughs> episode 65. Doom and gloom day, uh, very crappy out, but thank you for listening to the 65th episode. Yes, we do, thank you. And remember, if the world didn't suck, we'd all fall off. Mm-hmm. I'm lost in the Dial is brought to you by AllNoiseRadio.com and powered by the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. To hear more Lost Dial, find us on iTunes and the LostDialPodbean.com and listen to us anytime, anywhere. To contact us, email TheLostDial at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TheLDCrew and follow us on Twitter at TheLostDial.